Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mahomes will throw it in the pocket. He's launching one long. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, catches the ball at the Raven 30. This game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions. He kicks the ball high in the air, and ricochets around. George Kittle has got it, and the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Bet on red. What started in Vegas will end in Vegas. The 49ers are going to Super Bowl 58. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. Guys, that was a very WWE-style radio call from the Chiefs radio network. Why not? You could deal with it. You have to deal with the Chiefs. You do have to deal with the Chiefs. My favorite thing every year is the Chiefs being nobody believed in us. Like, right. literally yes. everyone believes in you. Everyone right. thinks you're the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. You're the Super Bowl favorite every year. Yeah. You could not be more believed in. thousand <laughs> percent. That's unbelievable. It is. Kelsey got up on the stand last year. It was like, no one believed in us. Yeah. What are you talking about, Travis? Everyone believed in yeah. you. Right, it is a a little bit. Whatever you need, right? What it's whatever you 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 make it up. Like you know, it's it's like it's like. Do you ever see? uh, I know you did. Do you ever see the uh, the Last Dance? Right, the the Jordan the Bulls documentary here. I can't believe I'm now the one making an NBA reference. (laughs) But right, but like, but like Jordan, like saying like, I had a chip on my shoulder the whole thing, and like, they did they ever actually say it? Nah. Yeah. Remember there was that, mo- I forget what it was. It in was the, like- the book, The Jordan Rules, they go into this about how Jordan would like in- basically manifest and create false slights right. just to like jam himself up for games. It's like, but actually, there's nothing actually here, Michael, but right. it was, yeah, it's fantastic. It's right. Yeah, and I took that personal. Well, yeah. but, you know, like, yeah, right. exactly. You're Michael well, Jordan. Right, you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> the only people who people don't believe in is was MVS. Like, he actually, no one actually believed That's in fair. MVS. But right. as I always say, I say this every year, January is MVS's month. He always delivers. <laughs> AFC title game last year, it was like he's Justin Jefferson. He was Holmes' the only guy, and uh, he did it again. And I look forward to his next act next January. Uh, I mean, yeah. In a different league, probably. Yeah. And it had to be a spectacular catch. If it was an it easy was one, too much time, too much concentration lapse. It's, I mean, like, of all the most improbable things that happened this entire weekend, that might have been, you know, to seal the game, Marquez Valdez-Scantley <laughs> making a crazy, over-the-shoulder, wrong-direction catch, uh, you know, deep down the field in traffic is... You know. well, that's that's the genius of Mahomes because if you picture MVS drops, it's always the same thing where his arms like outstretch and just goes through them. The so Mahomes deliberately yeah. underthrew it so that MVS would have more time to catch it. He's a genius. Yeah. Listen, we'll get to more on that game, and we have obviously plenty of best bets coming your way for the actual Super Bowl before we all leave for Vegas. This is our last studio show yes. of season two of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. So, uh, so we made it to the yeah, last show. We made, of we made two. it, fam. We we uh, so a couple of things. Uh, number number one is yes, we we made it to the end 
Uh, it is, as you pointed out, it's our last studio show of the year, honestly. So after the show, we're not, we're not doing anything this year. Uh, for, I'm sorry, we're not doing anything the rest of this week. And then next week, the three of us will be out in Las Vegas on Radio Row, Monday through Friday, again, live at noon on the cock. And, of course, available on demand wherever you get your podcasts, NFL on NBC YouTube channel, and, of course, on Peacock. But as a result, and then, and then after that, we're off until the Combine. We'll be broadcasting live from, uh, from Indianapolis. But the fact of the matter is, is the last time we're here in the happy hour set for quite some time for this season is today. And as a result, we just want to say that, you know, who drinks free today? All of you, the Fantasy Football Happy Hour fans. And not just the fans, those who tolerate us. Yes, those the who tolerate us, us. Those who leave us on after the Dan Patrick show and are too lazy to <laughs> yes. get up and <laughs> change the this? channel. Yes, all of you. You yeah, all yeah, drink yeah. free today. So uh, we appreciate you. Those of you on YouTube that are watching Sims Unbuttoned clips and then it just automatically populates with us, you know, or right. pro football talk and you're, just, you're too lazy to click out of it. Yes. Whatever it is. It all counts the same. It baby. all counts yeah. the same. No matter way. how you got here. It's we just don't, that you stay. The, just the, or yeah, just whether you were too lazy to get out of it. Either way, it all counts the same. All the clicks are the same. We don't judge. We just uh, we do appreciate you very much for uh, sticking with us. And you know what? No one believed in us. No. No one, no no. one thought we would be here. It's but, a mom and pop show. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. But now you have to deal with us, and you have to deal with us again next year because sour news for you <laughs> out there, for all the haters. But um, our good friends here at Applebee's, Applebee's has decided to sponsor the show for another year. They act, we have a multi-year contract with Applebee's, so you're stuck with us, America. We're coming back yep. next year. That contract was actually plus six fifty to get renewed after yes. you went on your seventh dollar reader yes. uh, in Philly. Uh, I thought you were going to tank the whole show, but we no, it was a great result. We made it through. Yeah. I do. I, I I have to look at the fine print of the details of the contract. I I think I think dollar readers are in there. I hope I, so. I was going to yeah. say, do dollar readers return? That's yes. the bigger question. Uh, yes. The dollar readers like are a, delicious. They go a, down easy. Is it a Kyle Murray situation where you can't play video games? You can't drink dollar readers. <laughs> you can't drink dollar readers. Yeah, 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 maybe. Exactly. All anyway. right. We will look ahead. But no one believed in us. No. We're back. No, we're Jared Goff. Yeah. We're back, right. baby. Yes. Redemption. Yeah. Well, kind of. All right. Well, let's go right there, of course, to the Lions at San Francisco. Francisco, uh, Brock Purdy, big game for Purdy, really second half. It was a tough first half for Brock Purdy, tough first half for this entire team. Purdy finishes the game 20-31 for 267 yards, a touchdown. He throws the pick. Uh, but, guys, it was the fact that he made things happen on the ground, Matthew. That's what was shocking and annoying, too, for some of us who had 274.5 over on his passing prop. Uh, I did not have a good day betting uh, yesterday as well, and so the under on his passing prop hits. But to your point, yes, were there were there some missed throws in the interception? Yes, of course. And there was another play that should have been intercepted and wasn't. He kind of got lucky uh, with that one, uh, where you know we'll talk about that play in a little bit. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that as you see it here, like he extended plays, like he extended plays with his legs, uh, huge third downs, huge drives, you know, three different. Three different runs, you know, were just sort of like they had him dead to rights and just out of, you know, this is a third and four play that you see right here, which gets him down into the, like the 26 or so the of guy. the lines. That was that was the game right there. It was a huge one as well. And there were also, by the way, give Brock Purdy credit. There were a couple of like off-schedule throws yep. where you're just like, oh, like I saw this on online. I completely agree with this. I, I forget who tweeted this out, but like there, the one play where – he, he's he's running he's running to his left and he have to sort of like he throws like this yep. and he gets use check 
on the sideline, and Juszczyk makes a great play, gets both in, uh, feet down, and they get the first down. Yeah. And somebody said, basically, if Mahomes did that play, mm-hmm. the internet would have melted. Right. And it, it's true. I mean, it's true. Like, that was – there were a couple plays like that where you're like, okay, these kind of these, – these off-schedule plays where Purdy, I thought, played very well. Yep. He had the one as well to Jawan Jennings where he kind of throws it back across his body into yeah. kind of a crowd, which – That's uh, the play right here that we're talking about yep. here, right? He had yeah. another one yeah. deeper down the field to use check again, too. So, I mean, I thought Purdy, he was uh, very shaky in the first half. And yep. then in the second half, he was magnificent. And, Connor, I think the difference was is that – and it was a bit of a surprise, but in the first half – the Niners, uh, the Lions were sending five. They were really collapsing the pocket, and Brock Purdy looked—he looked very six foot one, where he looked so small. That's what produced the interception. Just couldn't get over the guys, and then it seemed like the adjustment was just run. If the pocket is collapsing, yes. just run, and that changed the game. It did. It felt like he became more of a one read and run quarterback in the second half for the better. It yep. was hey, if our first look or maybe even second, but most time first look isn't open. Let me dip the shoulder and get out of here. And the whole middle of the field's open because yep. they're dropping linebackers. The guys there aren't blitzing; they're dropping. Where that you could draw a giant rectangle in the middle of the field and after the game Purdy and even George Kittle spoke about that difference of him using his legs take a look I feel like throughout my life I've scrambled and stuff here and there but um, you know since I've been here I feel like I haven't done a whole lot Um, but obviously tonight someone there I was just trying to keep the chains moving keep the ball moving forward um, and then obviously give our team some momentum and some juice so those couple of scrambles and get 221 yard runs sick what's, what's your what's your view of those what kind of spark does that do it mean? more what are we doing just don't get hit he he scampers I think that's the best way to describe it he's a, he scampers like you ever seen one of those little water dragons run across the water like that's what I envision every time he's running with the football and I just thought of that too that was not pre-planned I'm pretty proud of myself for that and then um, but let's just like he does a really good job of avoiding contact. He dives into areas. He could slide once in a while, probably get a 15-yard penalty, you know. But um, he just, he's a tough kid, a lot of grit to him. And he understands that, like, when, when he's playing at a high level, when he needs to play at a high level, everyone around him is better. Why guys, is the, is the most disappointing aspect of the Niners winning that George Kittle's not Radio Row with yeah, you guys? We had him last year. He's <laughs> he's amazing. If George Kittle doesn't become a broadcaster when he decides to retire, that'll be a bit, that's a loss for America. Yes, he's awesome. Yep. No, he, he was yeah, he was magnificent. I still my Twitter profile picture is him putting a man bun in my hair. He's fantastic, value. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kittle. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, yeah. Un, you know, let's hear it for un, tight ends being underrated broadcasters. <laughs> for, I mean, Greg Olson was great yesterday. Yeah. Phenomenal. You know, phenomenal. So like, um, he's he's really good. Uh, you know, not everyone was yesterday broadcasting wise, <laughs> but Kit, but George, Greg Olson was terrific. You know, Gronk is now a commentator as well. Yes. <laughs> you know, so you know, yeah. Who knows what he wants? I guess he wants to be an action star, but whenever Travis Kelsey hangs it up, like he's going to be in front of cameras or microphones. Yeah, a good podcaster right now. Good, po- huge podcaster right now. So, so. yeah, K- Kiddo feels more actor or pro wrestler. Yeah. Then in a booth with a suit on. I feel like you can't. Yeah, you can't. You got to unleash George Kittle. Yeah. You got to yeah. let that yes. man fly. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him doing all that. Like um, newly kind of George Kittle hitting brakes on time and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And yeah. Yeah. The oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I just yeah. I mean, whether it's a. Yeah, I don't know that I see him in a suit and tie, but like you know, yeah, studio show. Yeah. Hey, studio. Listen, we probably can't afford him, but welcome. <laughs> open invitation if he ever wants to join the happy hour cast. Absolutely. We would love to have him. Yep. He'd fit in here. Yes, right. No suit and ties here. Yeah, that's right. All right. It wasn't just Kittle and Purdy though. Of course, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk playing a huge role in this game. Debo catches eight of nine targets, eighty-nine yards. Ayuk. 
only three catches for 69 yards and a touchdown, but it was this one that you see right now, the deflection off the face mask of the defender, the concentration from Ayuk Matthew was just ridiculous. And this, I mean, this is a game, a complete game-changing play. Massively so. There were like there were like basically three plays within the course of two minutes that completely changed uh, how this game goes. Unbelievable game. Ayuk, we thought would have a good game. Eight targets, three for 68. Obviously, a lot of it coming on this. And then, you know, uh, I think the very next play he cashes in on the touchdown here. But I just want to talk about that for a second. I know this isn't fantasy. We'll just talk fan- football for a second here. The whole time, and I said this, this is what I said after the Packers 49ers game last week. And it's the same thing where I, I keep going back to the, the Dennis Green. You know, they are who I thought we were, and they let him off the hook. We let him off the hook. And that's, they let him off the hook. You know, like so much debate is, is about whether or not the Lions should have gone for it on fourth down, all the different fourth downs that they went for and did not convert. Fair enough, I get that. I don't really have an issue with it just because that's how they played all year, and it just seems weird. Again, given how bad the defense – the defense played well in the first half, but still you have to figure at some point the 49ers get going, and you maybe you think you need enough points. But here's the biggest thing is that the, the fourth and two, the first fourth and two, the one on the, uh, on the 28 of the Niners in the second half, it worked. Yep. The problem is that Josh Valdez-Scantling drops the ball <laughs> – and, I mean, honestly, like, that hit Josh Reynolds in, like, couldn't have been a more perfect throw. Yeah. You, if you're Dan Campbell, if you're Ben Johnson, if you're the coaching staff, you expect players to make plays. You have to coach that way. That if, 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 they, if they get an opportunity to make a play, they're going to make a play. And that hit Josh Reynolds in the hands, and he just dropped it. Right? I mean, like, seriously, Josh Valdez-Scantling. He just, yep. it was just a brutal, brutal drop. And so the very next play, I believe, the very next play, they go deep to Ayuk. It hits Vildor. Do I pronounce Vildor? Is that how I pronounce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It hits Vildor in the you know in, in the visor, yep. and he should intercept it. I mean, it's like it's right there, and he doesn't intercept it. But if he doesn't intercept it, at least knock it down, exactly. knock it away, yep. and he doesn't. Right, and it's, so it's a fluke play and Ayuk heads up play, obviously to catch it and and uh, and then you know get touchdown at, at the five. So credit to Ayuk, but still, it's not a play that should have happened. Like, if Vildor makes a play, if he does what a defensive back should do, which is either knock that down or, better yet, even catch the ball, we're not having this conversation, but he doesn't. And so then they score, and then the play after that, Jameer Gibbs fumbles yeah, on first and down. Total and they, turning they, point. And, and so the, those three plays, three guys, Reynolds, Vildor, and Gibbs, Gibbs all do, you know, don't perform. They all, like, make horrible plays, and they – 14, 14 points in whatever, two minutes, Niners right back in it. Yep. And, and it felt like that was the game. There's so many crazy plays. Everyone is focused on the IU play because it just visually looks so insane. In terms of win probability and shifting during the game, the Gibbs fumble, that was the play. Because at that point, they still have a touchdown. Niners haven't been able to stop you all day. And then all of a sudden, the Niners are just in position to score and tie the game immediately. So we look at the win probability from next-gen stats, which the Lions, their probability peaked at 90.4% with 8.29 left in the third quarter. That's when they're up 24-10 with possession, uh, and then it quickly flipped. They're up two touchdowns with 8.29 left in the third quarter. They have a 90% win probability, and they just lose it. Betting-wise, Jay, what was at what point... At what point was should you if if you could go back in time, what was the best moment in time to bet the Niners? So it was that when they got first when so out of the half, the Niners are kicking a field goal, and then the Lions are just marching down the field, and they get first down in Niners territory around the the drive ends at the twenty eight, but just short of there. And at that point, 
Uh, I believe the lines in the market are like minus 850. Like you're minus 850 to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, and then it all falls apart after that. And to me, to your point, Matthew, it's like the it's like the Shane Steichen fourth and one call where Minshew goes to Tyler Goodson. It's the right call. It's just the play didn't work. Minshew makes a bad throw. Goods comes off Goodson's hands. Same thing again. To me, the only things to criticize Dan Campbell on, and these are like overall, he's done an amazing job. Yeah. I think he mostly made the right decisions. One, if you're going to go for it on fourth down in the third and fourth quarters, why didn't you go for it before the end of the first half? Because it's the same situation. What's changing in your mindset there? And then secondly, to call the run on third down uh, at the end, at of, the the end game, of the game, that was, that was the really yeah. bad decision, which cost them. Because that's fine. If you want to run it, that's fine. Just do it on fourth down. Call the pass play on third down, just in terms of the clock and the management. That had to be a pass You had to save down. the three timeouts. Yeah, like, like, because otherwise, use the timeouts earlier then. Because like the two timeouts did you no good at the end of the game. Useless, it was yeah. a complete... Ma- complete you loss of usefulness of the timeouts. Either use them all earlier, stop the clock, and give you guys more time, you know, on the on the back end, yes. right? Or at least, or save them all so that you could at least force a punt, you know, um, uh, when after you scored that touchdown. But like the, the run was just mind boggling to me, and I don't know if that was a Ben Johnson call or if it was Dan Campbell approved or whatever. But that one, that one was a uh, killer. Um, We'll talk more about Dan Campbell, but let's hear on uh, let's hear from him about the going for it on fourth down. He addressed that after the game. Really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. Um, you know and. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just – I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just just didn't work out. So that was Dan Campbell's perspective. Jared Goff also had this to say on the line's decision-making. I don't know what the numbers are, but we had a lot of big-time conversions this year that changed games, and I don't know what we were today. I know we had the two we didn't convert. It can change a game if you convert them, and we didn't, and that's part of the reason why we lost. All right. You know, again, you also expect players to make play. By the way, they don't get to that other th- fourth down if Josh Reynolds catches a ball right, on third down. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, once again, hit him, drops. I mean, like Josh Reynolds just... I, I tweeted this out. Josh Reynolds picked a bad week to have his worst game of his career. Yeah, it you was know? tough. I, tough, yeah. yeah. Tough, tough one for Josh Reynolds. Tough for, uh, for me, who for gave us my best bet right. Josh Reynolds over 34 and a half, which he would have gotten if he just caught, in those two, right. caught those two balls, I think. But, yeah, I mean, it's difficult with Campbell. I mean, look, I think it's the right call. And on the first play, Bosa beats his man, forces Goff to scramble a bit, which makes the throw just slightly off to the point where it is a more difficult catch for Reynolds, even if he should have it. And then on the second one, look, I thought Steve Wilkes had a really bad game yesterday overall. The defense was a mess. But on the second fourth down, which effectively won them the game, they do a really smart thing where Gibbs goes in motion, Dre Greenlaw follows him, which makes Goff think that it's man coverage, and then Greenlaw drops into zone, lines run mesh, nothing open, and all of a sudden that's your game. Because now all of a sudden Jared Goff's on the move and he's got to create something. That's not what you want Jared Goff to do. So they just made the clutch plays at the right time. And look, as someone who is 
I, I have a Niners ticket to win the Super Bowl. I was very happy with how that all went. I think they have a very good case for the best team in football. I've never seen a team in a big game get so many lucky breaks in such a short period of time. Like, to get all of those things... Their win probability was seven minutes left in the third quarter was 10%. Four minutes later, the game was tied. Like, when you have a 10% win probability, you're thinking you're probably going to take the lead or tie it towards the end of the game. It took them four minutes because of all these plays that just went their way. Uh, It was insane. Uh, I mean, it's brutal for Lions fans. I feel awful, awful for Lions fans. They should have won again. They let them off the hook easily again. You know, just uh, Josh Reynolds should probably delete his social media if he hasn't already. But the other thing is, is I, I will say this. I felt like Campbell got somewhat outcoached in the second half. Uh, like, I, just in general. Like, I mean, they were running the ball so effectively, and then, they, and then they weren't able to, right? And I know that's Ben Johnson, right? But, I mean, like, I felt like they went away from the, they went away from the run game. To your point, I mean, I, I think the time end usage was brutal. I think calling the run play on third down, that was bad. It felt like they made uh, a lot of mistakes and that, the, you know, the 49ers changed and that the Lions just didn't have an answer. Yep. I mean, it's partially that. Partially, it's like the Niners are just the better team, and it manifested. They're the more talented team. There's a reason they were seven-point favorites in the game, and you always knew they were going to make that run. But when you're 17 points down, you need lucky breaks, and they got the lucky breaks with the bounce off of Vildor and then the Jameer Gibbs fumble, and that was really the game. Those two plays just entirely flipped it. And I think you brought up a really good point, Matthew, that we saw relayed on the graphic. Third downs were the issue in the second half that put them in those fourth downs. They were 5-7 of on third down in the first half. were great. That Cruising. was the, yeah. I, I I said something like that on on Twitter as well. Whereas I said or X whatever. But I just I, I said like around halftime. I said assuming this holds. Ha. But like whatever. <laughs> they were up twenty four seven or something like that. You know. I'm like it's whatever time. They're up two touchdowns at least two scores at the time. I said assuming this holds. So much of the conversation is going to be around Brock Purdy, who didn't have a great first half. I said, but honestly, the Niners' inability to get off the field on third down is what's killing them because they converted third down after third down after third down, third and 15, third and 18, third and 10. Like the Lions kept converting these great third downs in the first half, and in the second half, they couldn't. Yep. To me, what is kind of most instructive as we look forward to the Super Bowl, Connor, is that the Niners' defense was so horrific in the first half. Even the second half, like, they got by on these individual plays. The Lions were still moving the ball with ease. And you look at the names. This Niners' defense was the best in football last year. Most of the names are the same. Like, how did this team just get so gashed? I think when you look at it, you know, obviously respect to Steve Wilkes and everything, but he came over there and was running a different scheme than what he did. When you go to the San Francisco 49ers, this is what we do. Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, and now Wilkes. They do the same thing, right? They have the personnel there. A lot of it doesn't change. And the adjustments, I think, have not been as smooth as Sala and D'Amico, who obviously, I think, coached a better defense. So and I think it's difficult to have Chase Young out there against the run. The Lions took advantage of that. He's truly just a pass rusher. It doesn't seem like they have the same level of corner play. And they still got to the Super Bowl. It's yep. actually that amazing. But you have to wonder... Like, is the clock going to finally strike yeah. in this Super Bowl because of that? If they're dropping into these soft zone coverages against can't Mahomes, do it. he's going to absolutely destroy them. In a way, like, it's going to get lost because they lost it. I thought Jared Goff was very good yeah, yesterday. Was he excellent. was good enough for them to win the game, and that'll get washed away a little bit. But Mahomes is a different level, and uh, he's going to dice La- them up unless they change something. Laporta, Laporta was great as well. Uh, led Lions in receptions, receiving yards in the conference championship. Clearly, you know, I don't know if he was... 100% healthy, but certainly looked at, especially against a, a very good Niners defense. They've been traditionally very good against against tight ends uh, as well. And the, the weird part is in the second half, my, my ride or die, Sun God, Amon Ra gets four targets. 
four targets in the second half, including zero in the third quarter. Oof. And you're like, it's your best player, man. Like, that's when it fell apart, too. That's, that that's when it fell apart. Um, you know, it, overall, a great year for future Commanders head coach Ben Johnson, but uh, tough second half for uh, for him and the uh, for the Lions offense. But I agree with you on Jared Goff. I think that will get lost in the narrative. It's like Goff played very for you know a game outdoors against that defense. He played very well. And give credit, by the way, give credit to Ben Johnson on this and the offensive line. Like he, for the most part, was kept clean. And when he was, again, if you keep Jared Goff clean, he's very good. All right, let's move over to the AFC Championship. The Chiefs somehow do it again. They beat the Ravens in a game where Mahomes drops back 39 times. He completes 30 passes, 241 yards, and a touchdown. He had six carries for 15 yards. We got to hear from Mahomes on going to the fourth Super Bowl and how he does not take these moments for granted. No, you don't, you don't take it for granted either. Um, you never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special um, just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, the guys coming together. Um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. And a benefit of Mahomes' big day, of course, is Travis Kelsey has saved his best for the postseason here, Jay. I mean, targeted 16 times. He catches 11, 116 yards, and another touchdown for Kelsey in the postseason. And in this game, he passed Jerry Rice's postseason receptions record, which is absolutely absurd. Yep. No, he was magnificent and certainly plays into the idea that, you know, he's kind of the regular season, just probably not as important to these guys. Extra rest, he's come out, and he's just looked like the old Travis Kelsey. And I think the most impressive thing is that like, he wasn't doing this against Scrubs. He was doing this against the best defense right. in the NFL, and he was doing it against Kyle Hamilton, who yeah. might be the best safety in the game. I mean, he was magnificent. And Hamilton had a bad game. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kelsey definitely got him. He won that matchup. And, I mean, I think it's getting a little bit lost because they won the game, and we'll get into Lamar, who wasn't very good. But Chiefs got four first downs in the second half. Like, they could not do anything on offense in the second half. But that first half of just Mahomes going Super Saiyan mode and Kelsey being awesome, that was enough for them to win the game. A couple of things here. First off, you're 100% right on Kelsey. And it's just, it's nice to see the play. What happens in the playoffs sometimes is just these unsung heroes. Yes. Guys that never get any pubs suddenly yes. having a moment in the spotlight. So it's Mahomes. nice. Travis Kelsey, finally people real. oh, hey, where's this guy been? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's nice to see this guy get some publicity and people talk to him. No, jokes aside, like whatever. Kelsey was Kelsey. He was brilliant. You know, the touchdown... The, the touchdown throw and catch, uh, as you're going to see it right here for those of you watching on the cock, get to see. Oh, that, that's not that play. Uh, but here you go. These are, just Kelsey, these are just Kelsey highlights. That was a great. That was a great catch. I believe that was a third down conversion. I believe this is the touchdown right here. Um, there you go. Back shoulder throw, just unbelievable. <laughs> what is that? Travis Kelsey. So uh, this is great. I mean, right one on one on Hamilton. Really well defended, and just I don't know how you defend that. There's just there's nothing you can do. That's just Kelsey Mahomes haven't played together for uh, forever. This is Mahomes extending the play, like That's just absurd. this. This what was, was an absurd play as well, and Kelsey somehow coming up with a uh, uh, a catch there as well. So uh, his most receiving yards in a game this week since week seven, eighth career postseason game with over 100 receiving yards. That's tied for the most games in NFL history with Jerry Rice in terms of most postseason games with over 100 yards. It's just ridiculous, and it's like. He was a known quantity. Like, I mean, you know, like when you're the, when you're the defensive coordinator and you're like, all right, when you're Mike McDonald, you're like, all right, let's figure out how to stop the Chiefs. Yeah. You're probably starting with 87, pretty, you know, pretty high up there on the list. And so uh, credit to him. The problem is, though, is that so on the game 
finishing play to the great MVS is that they doubled Kelsey on that play. Right. It was like a they doubled him. They took him out of the play. Uh, but then Mahomes is just so good that all right, whoever is the go-to guy, I'm not going to force it into Kelsey, and he gets it to MVS. Uh, I think the other quiet story from this game on the Chiefs side, because no one else really did that much, is that. They gave Isaiah Pacheco 24 carries, and he only got 68 yards. And a lot of focus on how the Ravens running backs only got six carries between them. Not sure the Chiefs should have been running Isaiah Pacheco 24 times when they averaged 2.8 yards per carry, but they did enough in the end to win it. So I did an interview earlier this morning where they were asking me my sort of reaction on this, and this is what I said on that show as well, which is they asked me about Andy Reid, my thoughts on Andy Reid and and the job he did. And and the question was, and I thought this was a really interesting question, was – has Andy Reid done his best coaching job ever with this crew? And I think you can make an argument for it, right? Because Andy Reid offenses traditionally, especially in the Mahomes era, has been like, we're just going to air it out. We're just, I don't care how many points you put up, we're putting up more. You know what I mean? And what he has done, what he's realized over the course of this year is, is like, this ain't that team. He's just like, you know, so we're going to like, we're going to play good defense, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to try to grind out victories, which is insane to think about on a team that still has... Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but that's what they did against Baltimore. They grinded out a victory. To your point, like they they had four first downs in the first half. Like for the brilliance of Mahomes and Kelsey, like they were both brilliant yesterday. The fact of the matter is, is they won this game because of Steve Spagnolo and that defense. Yes. Like it was unbelievable how good that defense played. They made look Lamar the MVP, yeah. and the consensus and unanimous MVP that no one's just like, ah, really, we're giving it to that guy? Like, everyone's just like, Lamar's the MVP. Yeah. And they made him look awful. They made him look like he was the, of the four quarterbacks that played yesterday, he was the worst one by far. Yeah, no question. It was like he got the Brock Purdy's Ghosts of Christmas Night came uh, to haunt Lamar Jackson. I thought that he just looked rattled. Uh, he looked like he didn't have time. He didn't really know what he was doing at times and just two plays in particular and they were the two plays that really sunk the Ravens uh one awful strip sack in the first half just didn't feel the pressure at all uh and then the interception to Isaiah Likely into triple coverage where as soon as he let that go it's like they were trying to every drive in the second half it was like they were trying to score 10 points every drive right and it's like guys you have the best defense in football Kansas City can't do anything at the moment on offense it's okay just kind of Calm, lowered heart rates, uh, and just the mistakes from Lamar and Zay Flowers ended their season. Yeah, and unfortunately for Lamar, he drops to 2-4 and four in the postseason now, and we obviously got to hear disappointment from him after losing the AFC Championship. Listen in. Well, I'm not frustrated at all. Um, I'm, I'm angry about, you know, losing. Uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been waiting all this time, all these moments for an opportunity like this, and we fail. But I feel like our team, we're going to build. You know, this offseason season going to get better, grind, and try to be in this position again, but on the other side, a victory. I mean, we mad, but, like, I understand, you know, Coach going to give a speech, you know, that's his job, but we mad, you know, we we got to this position, one game away from the Super Bowl that we all, well, that what I've been talking about, my team been talking about all season, and we fell short, and like I said, offense, we didn't put nothing on the board, we scored once, that's not like us, you know, we drew the ball down the field, that's cool, but we got to put points on the board, but I feel like my team just angry, you know, not frustrated, we just angry because we know how hard we worked to get here. And obviously frustrated Lamar Jackson as we show here, Matthew, the offensive struggles from this team against the Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, by the way, one for six on third down, just seven yards. He took two sacks. If there's a quarterback in the NFL that should literally never take a sack, it's Lamar Jackson. Like, he should have been more Brock Purdy-like. 
Like, dude, you're faster than everyone That's on wrong. the field, right? You know, unless Tyreek Hill suddenly starts playing defense, you're faster than everyone you'll ever face. And so, like, you should you should have an internal clock that is different than other quarterbacks, which is, like, maybe it's a half second sooner. But, like, if you feel pressure, take off and run, especially last uh, yesterday when it just wasn't working as well. You mentioned the strip stack. that For all the criticism that Jordan Love got uh, for his – Cross the body throw for the interception that ended the game against the Niners, which was a bad throw and a bad decision. Lamar's throw into the end zone. Again, you have a backup tight end who's triple covered. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And, and like, they, they could have gotten bailed out by bypass interference. You likely got pushed out of the way yeah, before the ball got there. But, like, I mean, this is just this is just bad, man. Like, by the way, Isaiah likely calling for the ball in triple coverage, too. Like, dude. He didn't have dude, a step on either defender. Dude. Like, that was – I love Isaiah likely, but even I'm that like, was a rough d- one. dude. Yeah. I mean, dude. to be – like, we're so outcome-based where, like, Lamar had the same awful throw when he gets Houston the first drive of the second half. Just Jalen Petrie just dropped it in the end zone. Yeah. And then Lamar goes on and has an awesome day. But, I mean, it was tough. But I think the big problem for the Ravens is – and this was what we thought their problem might be going into the season – is that it took until week 20 – but they finally had to play a game from behind. And when Lamar has to just drop back and pass, it's like, all right, well, who's he going to? Zay Flowers, who's a rookie. Odell Beckham, who was completely unsighted the first half of the game. And then all of a sudden, he's getting targeted every play uh, in the third and fourth quarter. Justice Hill on screen pass. This was yes. their offense when they had to throw. And when the run game was removed, they just didn't have, they didn't have the talent. And Lamar didn't play well enough. Todd Monken had a bad game. He had a, he had a bad game. He had his Josh Reynolds, like, oh, this is not the time for this. He did. There's no way around it. Gus Edwards is, I'll tell you, like, I took, because, as I, you know, this is what we do, right? I mean, like, you sort of look at the game, you figure out the matchup, and here's how I think this is, plays out, and here's how I think if I was coaching the Ravens, this is how I would attack them. And so, like, I took one of my bets that I took, and I took this all over the place. I took it as an individual bet. I took uh, alt lines. I took part of parlays. Gus Edwards over. I was just like, they should, given how good the secondary of the Chiefs is and how much the Chiefs have generally struggled against the run, the Bills ran all over them last year, last week, I should say. Like, this is this is going to be a Gus Edwards game. I think Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. I took I took Gus Edwards with 41 and a half, I think, was his, his line. I took an alt line at 50. I took an alt line at 60. I took anytime touchdown. Gus Edwards' first rush goes for 15 yards. I was like, there we go. Here we go. Let's go. We're going to catch this in the first oh, half. Put your feet up on the ottoman. You're like, this is going to be great. He doesn't, get another, he doesn't get another carry until the second half. Yeah. Goes for one yard. He ultimately finishes with three rushes for 20 yards. Which, by the way, if you divide that up, three for 20, it's a pretty good average. His fewest number of carries in a game this entire year. He had the same rushing line in the 2020 divisional round loss to the Titans where he had three for 20. What are we doing? The game at no They were down one score the entire game. Like, at, at worst, like, it, it's not like they were ever out of it. Like, like oh, boy, we, gotta get, we just got to throw because we're down three scores. 17-9, the final score was 17-9. Yeah, it was like they didn't realize how dominant their defense was playing. Uh, in that, and also, like, as bad as San Francisco's run defense was yesterday, like, over the course of the whole season, the Chiefs have a worse run defense. Yes. And this was the best rushing offense in football going up against that matchup. It just seemed like they never leveraged it. It was almost like they were so spooked from the first half of how well Mahomes played that, like, we need to score every single... Right. We need to get seven every single drive to keep up with him. Not realizing that, well, the Chiefs literally didn't score in the second half. So. They got away from their identity. It's, yeah. it's like the, you know, aura of Mahomes out there. They looked across, go, we have to drop back and be yeah. this explosive pass team rather than controlling the football and grinding out the game. Yeah. It wasn't away from them. But, yeah. they, you know, they, 
Say Flowers with a fumble, and then the taunting call pushed him back. And like Tough day for Zay. Tough day for Zay. Tough day for Isaiah Likely. Tough day for Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson, whose narrative of not being able to, you know, not be able to get through on the playoffs didn't work. Do we have that graphic? We were talking about, do we have a graphic comparing uh, Lamar Jackson to Brock per- Purdy? We don't? All right. <laughs> I well, we were, tell we were talking about it. We were talking about doing a per- – anyway, just whatever. We don't have the graphic. It's the last show of the season. Whatever. Who cares? But um, Stephen's already out to lunch. Uh, he's already at a beach um, but uh, with his swaguars. But a beach all, in Brooklyn. Yeah, beach, yeah. A beach in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. But I just, you know, I don't know. Lamar, the, the, the highest – I think he's the highest paid quarterback, right? He, he makes more per year than Mahomes at this point. Well, that's yeah, a good so question, depending we'll on the structure. I would imagine he's up there. He's up anyway. Whatever the the one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, the presumptive MVP, uh, was by far the worst quarterback on Sunday of the four that were in the championship games. Agreed. Let's take a look at the final updated bracket as we uh, you know obviously look at how things sh- shook out. Yes. All the way from the so much for the, uh, the the logo conspiracy. Right? You know, like it just <laughs> goes over. to show. It just goes to show, um, you know, whatever conspiracy you have about the logo and the fix being in, none of, nothing, nothing trumps Taylor Swift. No, you no, cannot. No, of, like, yeah, they, they put Swift. the logo out before the before uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, T Swift and uh, Kelsey became a thing. I'm, that's the thing I'm probably most looking forward to in this Super Bowl. We'll talk more about. No, let's this. do. Let's do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. What right. are you looking forward well, to? Well, most? yeah. Okay. So I'll get into a real NFL one first, but just while I'm here. I'll just say, like, the Taylor, the conversation around Taylor Swift. And you guys know, listen, I'm a Swifty. Like, my daughters love her. I'm in. I saw her in concert this summer. My first column of the season, my preseason love-hate, all about seeing a Taylor Swift concert, first time I ever saw her. I'm in. I'm a fan. Like, I think she's terrific. I think she's a terrific role model for young women as, as the father of two 12-year-old daughters. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan as a person, a businesswoman, and a musician. But I love the idea of uh, how angry... So half the people are like, we're sick of Taylor Swift. Now we're going to see two, two straight weeks of Taylor Swift. They've already calculated she's doing a show like the night before the Super Bowl in Tokyo. No. She's got, and like, can she get there on a private jet? <laughs> yes. and will she get yes. there? And police escort to the game and the whole thing. And well, like, like everyone's get, she's taken away from the team. She's causing them too much. Oh, no, she's a good luck charm. They shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> she got there. She's pointing at Andy Reid. She's kissing Travis Kelsey on the field. <laughs> Oh, she's best friends with Brittany Mahomes. Like, the whole, like, just everyone's going to be so angry. The, the pro Swifty crew will be fighting with the anti-Taylor uh, Swift contingent, and it's just it's going to be two weeks of madness yes. debating this person who is not, who is not a part of the team. Yeah. I'll, I'll back her in to get there from Tokyo. Minus 500. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll <laughs> find a way. Yeah, they'll find, find a way for this one. Jay, yeah. what are you looking forward to? So... A little bit of a strange one, but just Carl Shanahan's performance in the Super Bowl. Shanahan has not been great in these playoffs, so he's really shaky in the Green Bay game particularly. It seems like in all these big games against Detroit, against Green Bay, Baltimore, even the Philadelphia game, just early in the game they just don't seem to have any answers, and then they slowly figure it out outside of the Baltimore game. So can we just get a good game plan that works from the start, Kyle, this time? Yeah. Do we have to always just make halftime adjustments? We just figure it out from the get-go. So, I mean, this is his legacy is on the line because he has not had, you know, his best moments on the biggest stage. So huge game for Kyle Shanahan. For me, I, I can't wait to see who's going to be the unlikely hero or if there's an unsung hero. Think about some of the guys in previous Super Bowls. David Tyree, of sure. course, Tracy Porter. Malcolm Smith. Right, you're right. The Seahawks. Yes, yeah. of course. Like, who is going to be a player that... 
an average NFL fan has not heard their name all year, and they have a game-altering, for better or worse, play in this game. Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Yes, well, we talk about him almost every week on this <laughs> could show. Could be, but like, like you could see Dre Greenlaw doing something, you know, yeah. like this. Will Kadarius Tony get redemption? Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't think he'll be active. I think he's actually going to Tokyo. and Yeah, exactly. The I think you're talking about UFL superstar. <laughs> yeah, right. Kadarius Tony, healthy scratch. Kadarius Tony will be his name for the Super Bowl is my prediction here. I'm looking forward to Brock Purdy. I, again, like, so going into the game against the Ra- the primetime game against the Ravens, we were like, this is the MVP matchup. He was the, the two of them were co-favorites for MVP going into that game. And we were like, if he beats Lamar Jackson on this national stage, on Sunday Night Football, everything like that, then Brock Purdy is your MVP. And he just, he got completely outplayed. He played his worst game of the year. Lamar Jackson was brilliant. I was like, all right, well, Lamar's the MVP. And I was just like, ah, Brock Purdy, I don't know. And, you know, then the narrative of this, you know, coming into the, into the divisional round, you've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and like all these guys that are great. And then, uh, and Lamar Jackson and. Then Brock Purdy, right? And he wasn't great against the Packers. He put it together for one drive. But then, you know what? Again, he played he, – he made some really off, good off-schedule throws uh, yesterday, the three scrambles that keep the dra- dra- drives alive. So now he's got a chance. He's going against Patrick Mahomes, who is the greatest quarterback of our era. And if you compare Mahomes to Brady at this stage of their careers, like he's right there. So, like, Mahomes is going to end up as either LeBron or Jordan compared to Brady, right? And so um, he's got a chance to go head-to-head with Mahomes. And you talk about legacy games. If Brock Purdy goes out and outplays Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, then all bets are off. Then every question is answered. So a real potential leg. It doesn't matter what Mahomes does. His legacy is already cemented, right? He's already one of the greatest of all time. But Brock Purdy has a chance. Big guy for Brock. We're taking our first break. When we're back, who's eating good? Of course, served by Applebee's. We're looking at some early lines for 2025 Super Bowl contenders. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The stage is set for the big game. If you're looking for a little more insight into betting it, check out Jay and Drew Dinzik on Bet the Edge. New episodes are continuing to drop every weekday throughout the playoffs at 6 a.m. Eastern. So get your day started with Jay and Drew. Whether you're targeting spreads and totals, circling player props, or looking for value in futures markets, they'll have you covered. 
I do like how it is J and Drew Dinsick, as though yeah. either my last name is Dinsick as well, or I'm like yes. Neymar, the Brazilian soccer player with just one name. Yeah, either or. Yeah. But I, I, I'd always assume that yeah, it was just we were being big, very egotistical towards you. Yeah, that you are, you know, you're one, you're I Madonna. Know. You're, yes. you're watching now. Yeah. They know that you this. don't need your yeah, you're, you don't need. But I do like the idea that maybe it is J and Drew Dinsick. Maybe yes. you guys are a married couple. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes. Married, aligned on the props and yeah. such. Yeah, exactly. Who's eating good? Served by Applebee's as we show you the 2025 Super Bowl champion odds here, Jay. Is there any value in this early, early, way too early market? Okay, I have two bets for us, gentlemen. Uh, One favorite and one long shot. The favorite, Kansas City Chiefs plus 750. They're in the AFC title game every single year, literally, of the Mahomes era. Teams should just be plus 500 to win the Super Bowl every year. Uh, They have the highest floor of any team in the league because they have, for my mind, the most talented quarterback ever. So that would be my bet among the favorites. And it's a long shot. They didn't even make that screen, but the Cleveland Browns are 35 to 1. They're the best defense or second best defense in football this season. And I still haven't forgotten the last we saw of Deshaun Watson. He's gone 14 for 14 in the second half on the road in Baltimore with a fractured shoulder and a high ankle sprain. I still think there is upside. I still think the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, is in there somewhere. And if they get that version of him to go with an elite defense, uh, I think that team has a lot of upside. Matthew, what about you? Uh, just, uh, just very quickly. Look, I mean, I'll take the Ravens at plus nine hundred, just because again they're the, you know, the Ravens, and like Lamar's going to figure it out. They've got Lamar in a contract. It's a bunch of young players, as well as Zay Flowers as a star. Uh, but just a, a couple of long shots. I'll say the Chargers at plus twenty five hundred again. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is like, there's a lot of talent on that team, and Harbaugh is a Wins. winner. Um, they also they'll have a low draft pick as well, and of course my Commanders. At uh, I think it's plus a million, <laughs> but you know it's actually you can just have whatever amount of money you want. Yeah, yeah. you just message Rob if they Kings, win the Super Bowl, like, you I'd put like a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some talent there. You know, future maybe future head coach Ben Johnson. Yeah, maybe Drake May's the next CJ Stroud. Yeah, exactly. You never yeah. know. Who knows? Here like we go. It. I'll take a long shot as well with Green Bay, plus 2,000. Yeah. Jordan, like Jordan Love is awesome yes. this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, especially the second half of the year. He's only going to get better. The real reason I'm on this, though, is they moved on from Joe Barry, their defensive <laughs> coordinator. The defense will be better. Jordan Love will be better. The Packers. It's, it's run by a bunch of young players as well. There's yeah. just like, a, and LaFleur's a great coach. Yes. I mean, we could say it now. LaFleur's a great coach. Yeah. All right, we'll take one more break here. When we're back, it's time for last call. We are looking at the opening lines for the Super Bowl, and we'll bring you our best bets right after this. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crowd is yours. It is time for last call. Let's take a look at the early Super Bowl odds. Jay, are you leaning on a side yet? I am, and I think I'm going against both of you guys. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think Brock Purdy showed 
everything we needed to see in the second half. And it's more the fact that Kansas City, their offense struggled so much in the second half against Baltimore. And I get the Ravens have the best defense in football. But it's also, I just can't shake how bad they looked on Christmas Day against the Raiders, how they, bad they looked against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Like, I just don't think this offense is fixed. And I think that the Niners just have a higher ceiling. I think the Niners just have more talent. And with the two-week gap, I think that that plays to the greater talent. One thing I do have confidence in is the Chiefs' first half money line, which is minus 110. I just think you give the Chiefs this amount of time to construct their first half offense. They'll come out. And here's the thing. The Niners' defense in the first half in the playoffs has looked dreadful so far. So I like Chiefs' money line at least for first half. They haven't stopped the run all all year. Assuming Isaiah Pacheco is healthy, I think Pacheco runs all over. I I think that, by the way, Andy Reid off of a bye – this is a true stat. Andy Reid off of a bye is 803 to 2. <laughs> I, I don't know what the action number is. It, it's close. Mahomes, oh, seriously, it's in the playoffs with Mahomes under center. He's 4-1 in the playoffs with a bye. Like, when you give Andy Reid extra time and he's going to have two weeks to prepare, like, Andy Reid off of a bye is just like it's death taxes, Andy Reid off of a bye. And then also, I think we're overthinking this. It's Patrick Mahomes yes. against Brock Purdy. Do you think bingo, it's bingo. advantage Purdy? Yes, yes. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs plus one. I think the Chiefs money line as well, but Chiefs plus one, I'll, uh, I'll take that. I so believe he, in you, Brock. Yeah, you, I believe in you. I believe he exists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe he's better than Patrick Mahomes. There is a good chance he just implodes. We'll see. We'll see. That's the thing. The yeah. Chiefs defense is so good. Yes. All right. Hey, Matthew, how are we? No, I'm terrible is how I'm doing. And thank God I drink free because I, I maxed out my credit card drinking last night. I'm, I'm still drunk. I, I'm so upset. You know, they, they say you can't drink your problems away, but I'm going to try. Damn it. Matthew, how do you project Lockett through the rest of the way? By the way, he has your commanders at some point on the schedule as well. So that there could be some positive uh, trending upward for him there. I project 275 yards and four touchdowns for Tyler Lockett. Against my commanders, the expectation there is that they'll put Emmanuel Forbes on him to just get burned left and right and right and right and right and right. right. Somebody that will get some run over the next few weeks. DeMarcado is a guy, by the way, on the one-year anniversary of our night in Buffalo. I appreciate you using the word frisky. I know you don't remember a lot of that night, or you claim not to, but... Look, it, it meant a lot presents. to me. It, it, it meant a lot to me. Hola, and welcome in to the desk of this. Danny, I see you are in the Halloween spirit. How are we doing on this Friday? I am. I have my uh, my Peanuts shirt on. Uh, my kids saw this shirt today, and they go, what's that? And I said, excuse me? What do you mean, what's that? This is Charlie Brown Halloween. What's what's your what's your it's, issue? It's, I believe the that, Great Pumpkin. Yeah, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah, is that, they, right. they, they never heard of it. They, they, the, kid, the kids are hopeless. I'm, uh, oh. I failed as a parent. To, to be fair, they're literally that, that, your kids. <laughs> what? They're literally you're responsible your kids, for this. I know. So, you. yeah, I think, I, think, I think the takeaway here is you're a bad father. <laughs> I think, I think that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tilting over yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Connor is actually uh, alive and thriving among the leaders. Yes. Nominated for an Emmy today. That's why he's not here. To be, oh, to be clear, not for his work on this show. That's yes, correct. Yeah, for, to be clear. That's coming, it, though. Right. Yeah, sure it is. It's a me. I'm oh, Luigi. Man, I'm a Luigi. Get used to this. I'm a, I'm a company of man. Yes. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, a bigger hit for Universal. A fantasy life, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's Absolutely. me. When you asked him, and Connor was just like, he's a competent backup. 
I like that you looked directly at Jay when you said that. Thank you very much. <laughs> he asked the question, I he gave asked the, the answer. Question, yeah, but you looked right yeah. at Jay. There are lots of similarities between me and Jake Brown. You are very confident. You've no, been no. in the system for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew's out today. today. I can Fire get the ball to They will do yeah. whatever we tell them to do. 100%. I love you. By hook or by crook, Garrett Wilson has been able to get at least 17 fantasy points in four of the past six with Firstly, great usage of by hook or by crook. That's the first one in a while. Me yeah. and Connor enjoyed that one. And you never heard that phrase? No, I have. I've say? heard it plenty of times. Right. But yeah. Just, just from yeah. old people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. From the Joe Flacco's of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older than Joe Flacco. What's going on here? Oh, yeah. boy. All right. Well, yeah. Javon Holland, just quickly. The has... issue is, is you you have a youthful appearance for you, Lawrence. I look old as dirt. Javon Holland. The issue is, like, you and I might be the same age. I just look old as dirt. And you have a youthful appearance to you. It's very upsetting. I've decreed, I've ruled, I've declared that I will be a benevolent leader. I will, I will, uh, I will rule fairly and justly. And so that is what I've done today with the peacockies. Why do you look like a Dalmatian? Let's it see works. who took to home the very proud peacocky. Look at you. Look at these. By the way, look at the look at what's going on here with this. I, what, what, this is, I don't think this it is a regulation outfit. Way. All right, there we go. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, fine. All right, I don't know what that was. Right. Should I call HR? Did I just get hit by a peacock? I never caught the "you look like a Dalmatian" live <laughs> on the show. I was so focused on the awards. Yeah. That was a true gem. Jay. Yeah. I, I will say this: it, one of the one of the secrets to enjoying this show is you have to listen closely because Jay gets off these one line <laughs> under very, his breath, under yeah. the breath, kind of just under the radar here. Very under uh, the radar. Yeah, very very brilliant, very well done, very very Australian. <laughs> If you will, but uh, I think what that uh, that shows you right there, we have no fun at all on this yes, show. Yes, never. We uh, dread coming into the studio. And, uh, uh, believe it or not, as disastrous of this sh- of uh, of a show as this is, uh, there are a lot of people that work very hard to make this look uh, uh, semi-professional. I don't make it easy, but we want to con- we want to thank our coordinating producers, Matt Casey, Daniel Cranon, uh, Alexa Merima. Uh, our producers, uh, alternate producer Adam Wise, backup producer, <laughs> producer Pete Domilatis, uh Stephen Dugasin, our main producer, and of, right. course, of course, of uh, course, the Stata Pillar himself, Damian Dabrowski, uh, my main guy. Uh, our producers, Blake Friedman and Chris Wilson on research and editorial, do a great job for us. Stupid Dev, yes, we love Dev. Actually, love Dev. Dev does a great job with our graphics. He's actually a graphics producer along with Kelsey Bartles. Uh, our tape producers, Dan uh, Carcamo, uh, Jason Gold, Jenna Morelio, uh, Joe. Brooking, uh, James Castelluccio, and of course the brilliant Trisha Good. Poor Trisha. Yes. It's a battle every day trying to get me to do she a. Gets uh, a lot. She, you know, uh, to get the show yeah, to get a, uh, a a mic check from me as well. Tom Popple, Kevin Brady, Bill uh, Scammon, Ken Corbin, helping us out here in the studio. There are operators, of course, as well. EJ Gentle and uh, uh, Gentilly, I should say, and Victor Perez, our editors as well. Connor Rogers, Jay Croucher, Denny Carter, Lawrence Jackson, all of you, thank you so much for an unbelievable, amazing year of Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I have no idea why you watch or why they let us do the show, but thank you so much. Much love to all of you and everyone at Peacock and NBC Sports. We'll see you next week. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.